Please stand as you are able for the reading of today's scripture from Matthew 27, verses 27 through 44. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! They spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. After mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they came upon a man from Cyrene named Simon. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his clothes among themselves by casting lots. Then they sat down there and kept watch over him. Over his head they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two bandits were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads and saying, You, who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes and elders, were mocking him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he wants to. For he said, I am God's son. The bandits who were crucified with him also taunted him in the same way. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you, Sister Rachel, for reading our word this evening. Welcome, friends, to week six of our sermon series, Passion, where we have journeyed through the gospel according to Matthew as we take the journey with Jesus, his final moments on earth, from his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, to the cross, and on Easter Sunday, his resurrection. Palm Sunday, Jesus enters Jerusalem riding on a donkey, and the crowd is shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who came in the name of the Lord. And then Jesus goes to Bethany, he and his disciples, and they visit Simon's house. And while they are there visiting Simon, there is a woman that comes with this alabaster jar, and she pours oil on Jesus's head and anoints his body for death. Then later in the week, Jesus is eating the Passover supper or the last supper with the 12. And during the meal, Jesus predicts, my time is near. He tells the disciples, I will die soon. And then he turns and says, truly I tell you that one of you will betray me. And he knew it was Judas. 
And then he said, all of you will desert me in my final hour. And then Peter says, no, not I, Lord, not I. I am with you. And Jesus looks at Peter and says, truly I tell you that when the crow crows three times, he says, Peter, you will deny me. Then Jesus, then Judas leads the religious leaders and a crowd and they arrest Jesus and he greets Jesus with a kiss. Then Jesus is placed in front of the high priest and the religious leaders in the temple courtyard and there is Peter on the sidelines and he's watching just to see what's happening but yet he denies Jesus three times. Then Jesus is handed over to Pilate to be crucified. And Pilate says, I wash my hands. His blood is not on me. You do it yourself. And this same crowd that said, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, are saying, crucify him. Release Barabbas. Crucify him. And this crowd says, his blood is on us and our children. Whoo, what a week. Let's pray. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you, God. Lord, thank you for allowing me to be your messenger tonight. Holy Spirit, do your work. Holy Spirit, rise up within me. Crucify my flesh. Preach this word. Teach this word. Speak, Lord, speak, Lord. For we, your children, are listening. Open our eyes, open our ears and our hearts and our minds, God. Give us what you will have for us tonight. Stir us up, God. All these things we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. So Jesus is released to the soldiers. And the soldiers, they're being very cruel to Jesus. They're mocking Jesus as a king. And so they... They dress him in a scarlet robe, which is the color that a king would wear. And they make a crown for Jesus, but they entwine thorns on the crown and they place it on his head. And they push it on his head to cause affliction and pain. And then they place a reed in his right hand so they've got him dressed as a king. And then they began to mock him and bow down and say, hail to the king of the Jews. And they spat on him. And then they take the reed and they struck him on the head. And if that wasn't enough, they stripped him of his robe and placed his clothes back on him. But what they didn't know, church, <laughs> is that this is the king. What they didn't know that this is Jesus, not just the king of the Jews, but it was Jesus, the king of kings and Lord of lords, who they are mocking. Condemned criminals had to carry their own crosses to the execution site. I could imagine Jesus trying to carry the cross by himself and he's weak from the blows and the whip 
and the beatings. His flesh is tired, is aching, he's weakened because of the beatings he received. And you know, God is always right on time. Scripture tells us there's a man named Simon of Serene. He and his children are coming to Jerusalem for Passover. Now, he's come from North Africa to Jerusalem for the Passover, minding his own business. And Scripture says that the soldiers say, you help him carry this cross. Oh, what an honor to help Jesus carry his cross to Calvary. Simon, an outsider, is in the presence of Jesus. Simon, someone that no one saw, no one would pay attention to, just a passerby, a nobody is at the right side of Jesus, helping Jesus carry the weight of the cross. Simon, he got to witness the pain, the struggle, and the suffering that Jesus endured on his way. Simon was right there with Jesus bearing the cross. Church, Jesus tells us in Matthew 16 and 24, unless you die to self and you pick up your cross, then you follow me and you are my disciple. Carrying your cross is not always pretty. Sometimes carrying your cross means persecution. It means pain and suffering and heartache, betrayal, denial from the very ones that you trust. Look at Jesus. <clears throat> Jesus loved his disciples, but they betrayed him and denied him and deserted him. Jesus loves the soldiers, but they're mocking him. Jesus loves the townspeople, but they're saying, crucify him, crucify him. Jesus loves the world. Yet every one of us hurt Jesus. But yet Jesus still bears the cross for us. But see, there's hope in this scene because Jesus is carrying the cross with Simon because Jesus is carrying the cross with us. Jesus is on the other side when you weigh down and, and you just can't make it because of your situation and your circumstances. Jesus is on the other side to balance out the weight Jesus is right there with you when you're suffering. Jesus is suffering. The good times, the bad times, Jesus is there. When you rejoice, Jesus rejoices. Whatever you go through, Jesus is there with you. You can't do it by yourself. You can't carry weight on your shoulders by yourself. 
You're not strong enough. You're not equipped enough. I don't care how much you read, how much you pray, how much you study, how much you come to church, how good of a person that you think you are. You can't do it by yourself. Your mind can't go that far. Your body can't last that long. But Jesus is there to help you bear your cross. Stop trying to fix it yourself. Jesus wants to help you. Jesus can help you. Jesus is the only one that can help you. But you must let him help you carry your cross. Golgotha is a public place outside the city where executions are held. And it's customary in a crucifixion that whatever charge that a criminal has, it's placed over his execution. And Jesus is being charged as the king of the Jews. Well, they know that the prisoners are hurting and they're in pain. So it's customary that they offer the prisoner something to drink, some wine with gall in it. And so gall is like a narcotic that is used to numb your pain or deaden the pain so you don't have to endure all of the pain. But scripture tells us when Jesus tasted it, Jesus refused to drink it. Jesus chose to suffer fully conscious with a clear mind. He wanted to feel the weight of the world. Jesus knew to fulfill his father's will, he had to bear the weight of the world on his shoulders. Jesus knew he had to feel all the sin of the world. Jesus knew I am the sacrificial lamb and it's through me that everyone has an opportunity to life everlasting. Jesus wanted to feel the final hour, the final moment, all of the pain, all of the struggles, all of the worries, everything that the world could possibly do. Jesus felt it and he wanted to. Thank you, Jesus, for suffering and dying for us. Now, while Jesus is on the cross, suffering, hurting, and in pain. Matthew tells us, as he recalls a lot of Psalms 22, <laughs> that there are passerbyers walking by. Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. Look at him. <clears throat> They're mocking Jesus. You got soldiers mocking Jesus. You got the religious leaders mocking Jesus. You got passerbyers mocking Jesus. And you got the two criminals on each side are mocking Jesus. Everybody thinks this is a show. Everybody's making fun of this man. You who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself if you are 
the Son of God. Hmm. Do you recall hearing that in the temptation of Christ when Satan says, if you are the Son of God, do this, do that, and do that. They are questioning Jesus' identity again, just like the temptation he went through with Satan because Jesus' identity as Son of God is very important. And they even go on to say, you save others, save yourself. Come down off the cross and we'll believe you. The enemy knows what's at stake. If Jesus would have came off of that cross, why are we here? What they didn't know, yes, that was Jesus' mission to save others. Jesus is not trying to save himself. Jesus is saving us. If you are the son of God, maybe Jesus is asking us, who do you say that I am? If you were there, who would you say he is? If you were there, would you know that that is the son of God and that his hour has come to save us. He's doing this for us. Everything that the crowd and the people tried to do, it is crazy. They thought they were hurting Jesus and mocking Jesus. But little did they know he is the king, the king of Israel. He's the king of the Jews. He's the king of the Gentiles. He's the king of the world. And he is the son of God. (laughs) Jesus had to stay on the cross. And you may say, well, why the cross, pastor? Why? Because the cross counts of the debt of our sins. In Colossians 2, 13 and 14, it says, and you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by counseling the record of debt that stood against us and its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. When they put the nails in him, baby, when they hung him high, stretched him wide, what they didn't know is our debt was being paid. The wages of sin is death, church. And he paid the debt, paid in full. The cross, because it defeated Satan's hold on us. 1 Peter 2 and 24 says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Baby, by his blood, when it ran down on the cross, His blood, the blood of the sacrificial lamb. It cleanses us. It made us right. 
And the cross is important because through the cross, it includes all believers in the promise. Remember the promise that God made to Abraham. Galatians 3, 13 and 14 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hanged on a tree. If you hung on a tree, you was cursed. But Jesus became that curse for us and he hung on a tree and he changed the game plan of life by Jesus being on the cross. It included all people, not just the Jewish, but all the Gentiles, all of us are a part of God's salvific plan. And he reconciled all things on earth and heaven. Colossians 1, 20 and 22. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Which cross? His cross. Which cross? Jesus' cross. The cross. Through his cross, through him dying for us, he reconciled us back to God. Remember, scripture tells us all things come through him, are for him, and are because of him. So it was going to take him to reconcile it back. And now when God looks at us, Thanks be to God when he looks at us because of Jesus' blood on the cross, because of Jesus, the passion he had, the suffering to die so that we could live. When God looks at you, he sees something beautiful, baby. Hmm. Jesus, he paid it all. There was a song, Jesus paid it all and all to him I owe. It's something like that, right? Jesus paid it all. Jesus did it for us. Jesus says, unless you die to self, get out the way. Move yourself, baby. You ain't on the cross. You couldn't do it. Die to self so that you can live and rise in Christ, baby. Pick up your cross. If you laid your cross down somewhere, you go back and you pick up your cross. And you never give up. And you remind yourself when it gets too much, when it's too heavy, and you can't bear that Jesus is on the other side. All you got to do is say, Father, Jesus, grab this other side of my cross and help me. Pick up your cross. Do it with him. And I promise you, I promise you that he will see you through. He loved us enough to suffer and die. And on Easter, he's going to rise. He did it for us. He had to die in order for us to live. In the name of God the Father, 
the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let the church say amen, amen, and amen. Praise God.